The games are coming thick and fast now after another weekend of A-League action and the Destruction in the Box podcast is here to take you through every local councillor accidentally falling foul of soccer Twitter, goal of the season and deflected goal claimed by Scott Jamison. My name's Rudy Etzel. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm joined today by Andrew Clark. How are you? G'day, Rudy. Good, thanks, mate. Dan Fisher. Hello, Rudy. And uh, Chris Alloy. How are you, Chris O? Good, mate. How are you? Not too bad. Let's uh, kick straight into this because we've kicked off a little later than we normally do, and I'd like to get to bed at some point tonight. Um, we'll, we'll start with our observations. Now, um, you guys uh, and me, we're all excited for um, Liridon Krasniki uh, mm. uh, turning up in the A-League. He, was, he, he wore that uh, incredible, like, purple, like, velour suit, velvet, was it, Clarky? Yeah, I think it was Velvet or Velour, yeah. something like that, yeah. We're all really pumped about it, um, and we, we you know, we thought this guy's going to be good for content, and then we, we realised pretty quickly there's a little bit more style than substance there. Um, <laughs> the Velvet Fraud. The velvet fraud. But nothing, um, like nothing could have underlined that more than – so he's, he's actually departed this week. Um, he's uh, mutually terminated his contract with Newcastle Jets. And um, they actually made a six-minute farewell video for him that was, like, beautifully produced and had, like, a rap song in it. They played a couple of his highlights, but not many because there weren't many. <laughs> he, one of them was him conceding a free kick. Yeah, yeah. And one of them, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so it went for about six minutes. For context, he played nine games here, started zero times, uh, 185 minutes played all up for his entire stint here, his entire six-game stint. Um, one of the highlights that they did uh, show was him getting a yellow card and fair play to him. In his 185 minutes, he managed to get four of those. So he's done okay <laughs> He's done okay on the cards to minute ratio, and that's about it. But uh, the purple suit will uh, always live on in our hearts. Uh, Krasniki, we barely knew ye. <laughs> <laughs> now, Chris O, what, uh, sorry, not Chris O, Clarkie's first up. What's your observation this week? Well, it was reported in the news this week that the Victorian government will chip more than $100 million into the construction of a football facility in Bandura in the state's northeast uh, Green Wedge represent, uh, which will serve as a training base for the Matildas um, for approximately 140 days a year and also during the 2023 World Cup. Uh, the complex will feature a thousand-seater marquee pitch as well as high-performance facilities such as like wet recovery areas, gyms, etc. Um, in further good news for for football, really, um, the facilities will be offered to community clubs uh, in the greater area at a discounted rate, and the nearby university uh, students will have access to the facilities for approximately twenty hours a week. So. It's just really good to see state governments, um, a state government really sort of buying into football and really investing in what is, I think you guys can all agree, our, our best sporting national team at the moment. Well, I mean, obviously not on current form, but obviously in terms of the ceiling and and what's ahead of them with the, the World Cup, it's like invest in, in these girls because, you know, sky's the limit. And if we can get more people playing football and, and better access to, to facilities and the game in this state and this country's heaps better for it. Yeah. The um, Australian women's cricket team might have something to say about that, given they're world champions. But uh, I'm with you, Clark. It's great news uh, overall. And it's, yeah, really a big step forward for uh, the sport here. Uh, Dan, what's your observation this week? 
Now, we're obviously uh, a cultured bunch uh, around here, and, and sometimes we turn our attention to events in other parts of the football world. Um, I imagine you guys would have heard of this competition out of England called the EPL. It's like the A-League. Um, it's with Pro Rollo, and there is no salary cap. Um, or final system. It's weird. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, anyway, I'm sure we've all seen it, uh, but this was very much in our wheelhouse. Keepers coming up for a corner, um, and it couldn't go without – uh, mentioning um, Allison's uh, goal uh, to keep Liverpool's uh, Champion League uh, qualification hopes alive in the 95th minute against West Brom. So um, no, we're um, we're all very excited um, about this one. Um, we're more accustomed, of course, to seeing keepers come up for the corners and nearly swing their legs off, um, yeah. fresh air the ball, um, and then get but, uh, we're, not, we're, we're not quite used to like um, an incredibly well taken header. Um, neatly uh, tucked into the top corner. That was um, that was what I found most remarkable about was the technique and uh, the the execution. Flawless. He absolutely nailed that header. Keepers literally never have to use their head. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Flaw- flawless execution. Another reason why the EPL is nowhere near as good as the A League. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a shame there's not fans there. Obviously, with COVID and whatnot, although they, I think they are starting to come through, but. They couldn't get excited about, you know, we're going to the Super League. So they, they didn't have that. <laughs> so it's a shame. But I um, think fans will start to come back in the UK soon, which is yeah. nice. I think it's so. a little bit. I know I, I know that um, uh, like, like my League Two teams got their um, their playoff start um, well, tomorrow morning. And I know that we've got our home leg, um, which is early next week. Fan, fans are in at that one. But a few, yeah, it's good. It's good. That it's, yeah. And I think um, – there's another cup final as well that I've seen they're allowed uh, as well. So that's good. There you go. Very cool. Uh, Chriso, what is your observation this week, please? Uh, this one comes courtesy of um, a former guest and, and friend of the pod, Hayley Routley, who um, on uh, being the avid Adelaide uh, fan that she is, she's uh, um, just made sure that uh, soccer Twitter was aware that uh, prior to the Adelaide Brisbane game on Saturday night, the match ball was delivered in a McDonald's Uber Eats bag. Um, so I thought that was very A-League. Um, she said there was, I don't know if this is, because she's pretty funny. She said there was She said there was a lead-in video that Malk ordered a match ball with no pickles and then it rocked up in actual. So I, if that wasn't uh, real, Hayley, that, that, that part, that's uh, brilliant. It's very funny. Um, material, but um, obviously... Yeah, so bags rocking up pre-game. No, um, no, you know that has happened at Hindmarsh before in the Ken Ilso <laughs> era, obviously, but not. Uh, <laughs> this is a nice um, cross. What do you call it? Because McDonald's being now a major partner, the, cross promotion. So the only way they, they should have been be wearing more... their cheeseburger jump. Like, I know they. I know it was oh, a home yeah. game, and and that's their that's their right. But they should have worn their cheeseburger the, shirts the for mustard, this cross promotion. The mustard and tomato sauce. What they should have. Uh, the only way that could be more a league is if a guy, the, like the delivery driver, was wearing like a like a stormtrooper outfit or something in Star Wars round. <laughs> it was late because or, they couldn't or... they couldn't connect to a driver. <laughs> yeah. Or in typical Uber Eats fashion, they get your order wrong and then they open the bag and there's like an AFL football in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
fuck? What am I going to do now? <laughs> fuck, we might as well just use it. And it's also like we, we take for granted now that the um, that the kickoffs actually start on time. It actually would have been very like on, re- very retro for an A League um, kickoff late. to be to be late um, because they couldn't couldn't get a, an Uber Eats driver. They just stood there like, oh, where? I oh, look. It's taking the wrong turn. Where's he going? <laughs> oh, hang on. I like Wait, to, I, he must have. Oh, a, he snicked off with me food. He must have another dog. delivery or something. <laughs> He's gone Adelaide Oval to drop off the AFL ball. That's why we've ended up with the AFL ball. I've dropped off the soccer ball at Adelaide Oval. And, anyway, jeez, that'd go down well. <laughs> yeah. This, uh, I think this joke's run its course. So let's move on to the to the <laughs> to the football. Uh, we'll kick off with the Perth Glory Five Want West City Wanderers game. Now we uh, last week we pretty much said well, Perth Glory are done for. They can't get make the finals, and West City Wanderers are anointed in that last spot, and they're going to make the finals for sure. And then, uh, <laughs> and then a week later, Hendy Keo scores four goals, including goal of the season, and uh, and everything's turned on its head. Um, let's first of all just discuss the goal of the season that Andy Keo scored. Dan, what a goal! Um, it was good. I feel you're talking the, the the from distance one. What? No, the other goal of the season he scored. Oh, the other course goal. I'm, oh, course I'm I mean, talking, I, I... Course I'm talking about the distance one. The, the, well, he scored four of them. Um, yeah. Well, from I mean, look. Like it, it was, it was really good. Um, I, I think that. Um, look, it was quite savable. I reckon if Margush was like facing in the um front on, um, <laughs> if he actually had have like tried to catch the ball on his chest, if he'd um, made even a slight attempt to save it. Well, he was making an attempt to save it, but he got himself so tangled that like he almost saved it by it, it hitting him in the back. Um, <laughs> but he just, he just he got, he got him out. What a I don't, I, I don't think he was as. I don't think he was as far off his line as he thought. Yeah, I think you know what right. I mean. Yeah, I know. I, like, I, know I think he thought the, he was a lot further off his line than he actually was because yeah. he he was pretty much back at the line by the time he got to the point of the ball. Yeah, I think Keo having the shot actually made him go, "Holy shit, I must it's, be off my line." Yeah, yeah, and then he just panicked because he probably like. I mean, I imagine that's kind of a hard scenario to train for, like you know, like that kind of split second thing where the ball is all, all of a sudden coming at you, and you're like, "Oh crap." Crap! I'm, I must be out of place because he wouldn't do that if I wasn't out of place. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I don't think Marco should be enjoying the, the many, many replays of it that uh, that have been going around. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, he always wanted to get on ESPN Play of the Day, so now he's achieved that. <laughs> so, <laughs> unfor- unfortunately, he's got his like face tangled in the goals at the end of it. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, a bit of a, a bit of a masterclass from Keo really on finishing. He um he hadn't scored a goal all season and honestly hadn't really looked like it all season as well. So (laughs) this massively came from nowhere, Clarky. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were talking about how Wanderers had really done well to sort of turn the corner after their last embarrassing defeat where they conceded five goals. Um, And then they, then they go to, they go to Perth, which is, you know, it's always tough to, to travel out that way. But, you know, we sort of looked at Perth's form over the course of the season and gone, well, Western Sydney are fair income and, and given their sort of form turnaround, they they should get something from this, but they just got slapped off the park and again just calamitous defending at times. I, I'm pretty sure this is this was the game because they've had so many games recently, so they do bleed into one another. I'm pretty sure this was the game that the shed was back. I reckon their midweek against Western United fans were back, but the shed wasn't. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. I, reckon, I reckon this was the first game well, where they were, was, they were they, back in the shed and it was full voice. They they walked though at halftime. 
but they walked the at half time. Yeah, yeah. so through, I'm not really 100 policing and, and yeah. stuff. They were they they're I feel aggrieved about uh, a guy getting kicked out for what they consider no reason. It's I'm I'm sure there's more to it than that, but I'm not really across the. That doesn't sound like something that would happen in the A-League yeah. to me. Very <laughs> yeah. out of character uh, for the policing of uh, of fans. I, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's some explanation. <laughs> um, a goal in this game that uh, that that actually, like the keeper probably couldn't have saved, to be honest, was uh, Brucey Kamau's. Um, what a hit. It was insane. Like, it felt like it was, I know it wasn't as far back as Geo's, but it wasn't fucking, you know, it was halfway between the centre <laughs> and the penalty box. And um, not much that Liam Reddy could do, but uh, admire that one. It hit the post and went in. Like, just incredible, incredible strike, really. Um yeah, he's two oh, goal of the season. Great form. Yeah, two go- he has been two goal of the season contenders in one game. Really, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's probably Perth's best performance of the season, but they've prob- they've left it too little, too late. Surely, haven't they, Dan? Uh, they got a lot of home games. I'll give them that, and you know, maybe that's uh, it's probably snuck up on us a little bit in a way where you sort of go, oh, you know, they're so far down the ladder. And they were. They were going past. Uh, but they obviously have this run of home games means that they've probably been on the road a fair bit um, as well um, early in the season. Um, so, um, look, yeah, it's very unlikely. Uh, but they've at least put themselves into some sort of conversation with this past week. I referenced it not long ago. They also had a midweek where they, you know, where they beat Western United 3-0 as well. So, you know, they've picked up six points since we last recorded. So I, I think that's right. <laughs> last one. Uh, last episode, they were about to kick off when, when we were recording. Yeah. And, and Rudy was like, oh, well, we'll know a fair bit more about like Western United and Perth. Um, you know, in an hour and a half by the, time, by the time everyone's <laughs> listening to it. And so Perth got out and spanked him 3 0. And then put another five past the Wanderers as well. So yeah. That, yeah. Go, Clark. Oh, also, Perth's uh, turn in fortunes while they've had Neil Kilkenny out of the squad. Uh, I mean, not something we would have probably said, That's you a know, really a good, couple of weeks ago. Really good shout, actually. You know? Yeah. I thought I thought when they benched Kilkenny, it was almost a cue in the rack sort of setup. Uh, to be honest, but, but they've just they've just given like the responsibility to to Bodnar and Timmins really. Castro and Economy. Timmins has been do, good. He's, he's been very um, good. He's he's bringing the prick in the absence of 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 the the Lord the Overlord of prickness. <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> I was going to say Timmins has a bit of shit in him, and um, uh, Alessandro Diamante wasn't too too happy about it as well. Um, says that says that uh, that the young kids need to need to show some respect. And as much as uh, I, I'm a big fan of LA and most of what he stands for, um, that view can get fucked. Um, because <laughs> I think I think when you're out there on the pitch, you're there to compete and not not fawn over you know not fawn over good yeah. players on other teams. Like you you getting guys grills, and I love that from Timmins. Allah's um Allah's cut a frustrating figure over the last couple of couple of games for Western United. He he looks pretty pissed off with the form they're in, probably the attention or the close attention that he's getting. He's just he's all he's doing is const I mean, he's always in constant dialogue to the referees, but he seems quite he seems in a mood the last couple of weeks, yeah. Allah. Let's let's chat Western United actually, because uh similarly like op- the opposite in the opposite manner to Perth. Uh, they've actually dropped. They've gotten zero points since last time we recorded from two games out. Scored no goals. Shipped three to Perth, and uh, and of course uh, uh, Adam Lafondre back consuming sausage rolls. 
um, <laughs> the S- Sydney one nil win the other night. Um, and, and yeah, all, all of a sudden they're tenth, Western United, and um, looking bereft of of uh, confidence. And I mean, they they kind of they look like the tenth best team in it at the moment, Clark. Yeah, absolutely. There's just that sort of they're just not really doing anything when they're in possession. Like they're just relying on Diamante to do those cross field balls with his left peg. And if if the likes of Perez isn't running onto them, then they haven't really got much else. They're not really playing through the middle. There's they've got tons of great players, but I don't know whether or not they're they're all tired and jaded from the, their end of their Kentucky tour, or <laughs> you know, you know, or they've had their drink spiked, you know, in, in Greece somewhere on, on the last leg of the trip, and they're just they're just feeling a bit under the weather. But West, you know, just don't look like a team that's united at all. Yeah, we've all seen <laughs> better those use people. of a term. The uh, with the, the bloodshot eyes at the end of the Kentucky tour, and you're like, those guys, they <laughs> just need take to me home. I'm fucking home soon. <laughs> it's like, yeah. um, they've, they've scored, they've scored one goal in their past five games. Um, they've Ooh, lost yeah. four in a row. Um, and their last result was a, a nil all against Adelaide, like back on April 30th. Yeah. So this, they did this last season as well. Remember when they went four or five games at a time without scoring? Um, and for all the sort of uh, you know, like attacking ethos and the the um, the hipster stuff that they play. At times, they can just be, they can just really constrict and and not even look like getting scoring for weeks. Yeah, and it doesn't get easier for them. They have to go to Wellington this week. Oh boy! Be, oh that, boy! That's be good. Fun. Spicy. Mm, extremely spicy. spicy. There's um, uh, they've got yeah, I can see it written down here. They've got twelve thousand tickets already sold for that. It should be spicy as they obviously hate Western United for uh, pinching Mark Rudan off them. Um, and yeah, God, that'll be yeah. That's, was it at one? Was it one faith three traders? Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> so. Good. And I think, uh, yeah, I um, and I think that um, their um, one time skipper. Will have his farewell game in that um, aforementioned fixture over at Wellington. Andrew Durante announcing his retirement. Yes, so I believe, I, I believe that's the case. Yeah, he'll get uh, the opportunity. Yeah, to be faded if um, for his career in front of fans of uh, him at Welly, where he obviously represented the national team there. Um, yeah, so um, well done on a brilliant career. Great, great man, Andy. As uh, was it Cozzy Cozzy Mandy Durante? Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, he's actually, been, just just been doing some coaching at Eston Royals this season, and um, well loved figure down there. I'm I'm told. He'd be yeah, so just, brilliant, just especially the... if um, one of the players happened to get shot during a game. He'd be there. He'd know what to do. He could provide <laughs> that guidance <laughs> and support. Yeah, it, he's just who you want in that situation. So uh, last, remind... I'm never going to be. I'm never going to be able to say this joke again. That's it. <laughs> Had to get it in. Sorry, Dan. You've you've bought you've bought you've bought light to um, uh, a chapter of Australian football that we need to know about the time Andrew Durante got shot on the field. Oh. Um, <laughs> I was going to say though the the three traitors remind me of the third because Burgess is gone, Durante's retiring. Who was the third? Tra- Kurt and he's on the Kurt's bench. Yeah, mm. nice. how, how, how yeah. the three traders go? And I mean, like, I think it probably not unexpected that Durante would be retiring by the end of his second season at Western United. To be honest, the fact that he got two seasons at his age is um, is something in itself. Remarkable, thirty nine. Yeah, yeah, Burgess, Burgess, and Curdo to you know not be figuring um, for Western United. Um, yeah, it's pretty interesting. That I is think, interesting. Yeah, the, the Wellington fans would be down there, like ready to like 
get stuck into everyone. It's like, oh, like Curdo's on the bench. Like yeah. Burgess is well, fucking well, up I'll in just Sydney. channel it all towards <laughs> Mark Rudin. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because Durante is like, oh, well, it's his farewell. We actually, and like, we actually love was that actually guy. A yeah. legend. He was a legend yeah. of our club. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's just yeah. a football thing that we boo you because you left, but we don't actually hate you. We actually yeah. hate you, Mark. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, in that other game, I think, was it, is this, is these your words, Chris? So you've written, he's back from Planet Melmac. Alfie? Uh, Alf. Um, and that's because he is back from um, uh, the Midlands, which is Melmac, very interchangeable parts of the gallery of the universe. Um, he's back. Cat yeah, sausage rolls, they're all kind of similar. Obviously, <laughs> I missed last week, but I saw he he, he, um, he scored here. You know, he, he's straight on penalty duty. Um, bit of a, um, you know... That's just what he does. It's it's how he it's his oxygen. Goals are his oxygen, um, mm-hmm. and his pastry cased cased meat. They're everything. <laughs> they're everything to him. Was it, it, it was must a bit... be noted. It must be noted that at around the sixty minute mark, Dan goes into the group chat and oh, goes, "This is this is set up for a uh, like a late Adam Lafondra penalty winner, isn't it?" I and don't then... think I said penalty, um, but like I think I actually I think I sent through because I was I was out during the day and not able to watch the game. I was just I opened like FotMob and it was like like Sydney's XG was like like 3.5 <laughs> or something like this. Um, and like, you could sort of see that West United had barely even had a shot on target. So like, I could sort of tell from the numbers, like Sydney would absolutely dominate in the game, but it was still zero wall. And I was like, Alfie's coming off the bench and scoring the winning goal here, isn't he? Like, yeah. yeah, The narrative was set um, and uh, it was probably a touch aided by um, the, uh, the referee. Like, I think like, was the, was this the one? It's with a handball. The, it's a handball where it. Oh no! Up sorry, no, the view chart. That was the hand. Yeah. No, no, I was thinking about one from a different game. No, this one. Yeah. This one was, yeah, this one was a pen. No, this, this was a pen. that was a handball. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, handball. it's just a reflex action. There's a penalty in the I think it's dodgy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, he got a penalty the one of the game. It must have been. Yeah. It must have been the Sydney conspiracy up and running. No, no, no. I'll give. I'll give this one. This was. It was a bit. It was a bit careless by Vujicic. Yeah. Yeah. Was. Wellington Phoenix. We're talking about them just before they. Picked up some points off uh, Melbourne City. Very, um, uh, like, very meritorious points. These looked done and dusted. McLaren with a beautiful free kick. I didn't know he had that free kick sort of stuff in him. No, yeah. that, that's yeah. that's actually, oh, that's scary. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did someone during the week write that he doesn't score enough free kicks? So he's like, I'll fucking show you. You know, well, you know, what, you know what reminded me? I was like, uh, Happy's learned how to putt. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Like, like, oh, and now you can't let him take set pieces 22 yards from goal. Awesome. Okay. Another another threat. Another string to his bow. Great. Well, that's the thing. He's actually he scored with his head this year. That was a, that's been a criticism of him yeah. in the past. And like, you know, he's actually started to he started to add parts to his game. So um, he's probably all having... I'm gonna say is he better fucking score for the national team. Yeah. Like you better fucking bring that, J Mac. Yeah. Well he's probably I mean he's you could argue he's probably having the best goal scoring season in the history of the competition right now. Like he's Put put five away. He's scoring free kicks. He's scoring with his head. He's doing just about everything. Like twenty six goals. Raw numbers is Babo the record. Babo has the record. Yeah, he scored twenty seven yeah. in a season. So um, yep. I think J Mac's gonna. What has he got? Six more games left. That's that's gonna be dust. He's got it. Sure. So uh, not six. I think it's like four. Yeah, plus final. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get you. Final yeah. oh. count. 
Yeah, I get you. Okay. Well, Bobo scored twenty seven in two, uh, the season that he scored all those goals. Twenty years of the twenty that twenty seventeen eighteen season. Mm. Yep. Um, and McLaren has how many? Twenty three, twenty four already. Is it at the moment twenty five? Like, so he has twenty five. Um, hang on, let me. I'm just double checking on the fly here. This is, yeah, he's got 25. You're, you're hosting. Let me double check. <laughs> That's fine. I've got it. I've, I've got it. He does have 25 for certain. So there, there you go. So Should piss you, it in. You, you'd think so. And yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he's just, it's he's having probably, yeah, the best individual season pretty much anyone's had in this in this competition. You'd think he'd walk away with the, all the major awards. Um, and yeah. Yeah. We'll, oh, so another another thing up the sleeve there of their last four games, um, one's against Newey and one's against Victory. Mm. Oh, right. holy so, shit! He's actually he's going to get thirty. He might, mate. He might get fifty. If <laughs> you play Victory again, <laughs> Victory should just not rock up and take the three 0 default. Yeah, <laughs> be an improvement. Yeah. I think it's I've like, already made be, that joke. It would be their best, again. It would be their best performance against City all season if they. Did that. <laughs> Probably the last two seasons, to be fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we can't talk about this game without discussing Tomo Hamed. Two two goals, one a penalty, one a really lovely strike. Uh, it's fair to say emotionally charged celebrations. Um, we know he's a proud Israeli man, um, and he does search the for the Israeli fans every time he scores. Um, I mean, it's... Uh, Takes on a little bit more significance with uh, geopolitical events at the moment, but um, it was it was a not, topical celebration for the yeah, week. We're not here to unpick the uh, to to unpick the those events though, so um, we'll leave that we'll leave that there. Uh, but suffice it to, suffice it to say, uh, really good points for Wellington because, like I said, it seemed like it was wrapped up when um, when McLaren scored, and then they just piled the pressure on and and got a point off them. And um, I guess it continues another season of, of maybes for for uh, for Wellington, doesn't it? I've just I've, I know I'm their biggest fan, but they just they just have got some spunk about them. Like I think they will probably need to win all or three of their remaining four games to sort of sneak into well, the six. But they're, they've they're, 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 three points, they're three points out of the out of um, the last final spots. However, um, Brisbane are in sixth and have a game in hand, so. They, but just the way and that the is going to be missing as well. The is going, yeah. But yeah. going home. So anyway, it's just I think they've just yeah. football's they've coming home. They've to deal with what they've dealt with this season, to deal with the run of luck they've had um, at times, and then just to sort of grind through and still be fighting. Um, and now coming home for a little, hopefully a nice end of the season. Just. Terrific work by that squad, staff, and and coaching. Um, the whole club done brilliantly to, to basically keep the league going. Yeah, yeah, pretty like, much. Yeah, like, it's, it, it should never be understated, and I think it kind of has, like, I know there's always a little bit of, oh, you know, like, well done, Wellington, or whatever. Like, it probably, it, it probably, yeah, can't be overstated that, like, what they did kept kept this season alive. Yeah. And they, Our nomination for the Spirit of Football Award is the Wellington Phoenix. Wellington Give them Phoenix. the award. That's right. Um, Spirit of Football. <laughs> that's exactly right. Um, so, uh, Devere's out with a hamstring, is this correct? Yep. Is it yeah. possible he's already played his last game for the Wellington Phoenix then, Clarkie? Oh, you'd think so if the reports this week are anything to go by. What he's um saying that he signed up to a three year deal with, with MacArthur, something netting him around maybe 
two million total. Like that's a that's some serious coin. I mean, you you look at his stats over the last two seasons, and he's definitely worth the money. But uh, whew, that's a uh, that's uh, some serious coin in this economy. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a. I'm I, look. Yeah, they're flashing, splashing the cash. They've and they're getting like forty four million on some um, uh, down a corridor. They got the um facilities on the way, so they got some writing checks down there. So mm. good on them. But, um, yeah, the only thing about player. whether or not this is his last game is that I I'm not sure that it's a season ender. Um, it was I think it was more reported as yes, he was missing the last uh, th- this last game that just happened, and it was a bit of a and he might be missing their homecoming game against Western United. So I don't think okay. he's ruled out. I think it's a slight hamstring injury. So I right. think. I think there's still an expectation that he comes back and plays uh, some of their remaining four games. Um, Would how, be nice how... to have have him play a couple of games back in back in Welly, back in well, New Zealand, as a, as a bit of a hey, you haven't seen me all season. Now I'm going. So here's the thing, though, they've only got their next game is in Wellington, but that's it because their only other home game. The other ones in Auckland. Auckland. So he actually he's probably played his last game in Wellington. Yeah. Well, at least as a, as a home player. Yeah. He'll, 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 he'll go back as a traitor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, and I mean, it'd be nice for the Wellington fans to say goodbye to him, but I'm sure to them it's cold comfort watching another one of their good players get taken by one of the clubs in Sydney, you know, or you know, will sometimes just Melbourne do what well. they do. Yeah, at, Welly will just do what they do and then uncover. They did it this year as well. They unc- like some of the kids just step up, you, like see your Ben Waynes and, and stuff like that. And, you know, we didn't know much about Tom Ahmed coming into this season and he scored seven since what what January I yeah. think it is when yeah. he's really started to play so well I mean whilst they keep getting ravaged by it like picked off by other teams and stuff they they seem to keep attracting new talent that just it, keeps them there and thereabouts maybe I they do. can just sign Roy Krishna again <laughs> there is shadow I, hey. I do respect the hustle of MacArthur when they've got well they're like you know you know they they're going. You listen to Villa. Lives like fifty k's from here now. So let's get. He's living here. Let's. You, you know. He's very nicely done. Just come up also, the road. Literally. Also brings with him a fan base as well, which is very smart for a brand new club. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. a good point. Mm. And with one signing, they've become infinitely less boring as a football club. <laughs> yeah, very true. Um, a city here. Connor Metcalf, dearly part of the game, wearing the captain's armband, hit the post in the 94th minute. Mm-hmm. Um, what a player he's been this season. He's been one of my favourites to watch, Dan. Yes. Now we sing his praises every week, and rightly so. Um, he, um, yeah, he, he took the armband in this game. They actually they rotated a fair bit of their squad. It was a much more inexperienced um, city squad. Um, but I like seeing them, um, yeah, chuck the armband to, 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 to the young kid and um he he led with a plum he did indeed uh they also played earlier in the week well last week melbourne city they tonked adelaide 4-1 um mclaren on the score sheet again jamison on the score sheet again making a uh, making a habit of it of uh claiming <laughs> deflected goals um but they also <laughs> lost uh andrew naboot to a pretty bad it was a a torn adductor tendon, Dan, is that what it was? Yeah, a, a torn adductor tendon, um, which um, not something I've done before. Um, sounds shit. Like, like that's shit. like a, yeah, like the, combina- the combination of words just makes makes me wince a little bit. Like, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> it looked pretty bad. Like, you, you know how powerful Andy Naboo is. Like, just his frame and the way he, he attacks the ball. Like, he's gone to completely smash that ball, like, cross field and just put his boot, boot straight through it. And you've just seen him. He's in midair and he's just started screaming. It's like, oh, boy. Mm. Like he, 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 swung, he swung like an A-league keeper who's up for a 95th-minute call. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, indeed. Um, but, yeah, that, that's tough news for City because he's uh, – for sure in the team of the season um, and been, um, you know, there, remember, remember it feels weird to think now, but they, we had big question marks about them at the start of the season. And then he came in and immediately they were what they are now. Like the second that he so came in more or less. Tied that front three together, really sort of, it's sort of coincided with Craig Noon finding form. Obviously J Mac didn't have to find form. He's just got it. But just he really sort of completed that front three, and uh, look, he's a miss. But the the depth in in City mm. is remarkable. I mean, Tilio had another good game. You, you know, uh, Subaki's hardly played this season. Just you know, just starts in front of J Mac. Ah, oh, thanks for a cheeky goal. Like they've you know they've got Kolakowski as well. So yeah, whilst they they miss that experience, there's there's no shortage of talent on the books there. Well, while Sabaki did score, he did actually have a fair few starts early in the season, and I, th- I thought showed showed up to be a bit of a slot merchant. Um, so okay. gets it done when required, though. Well, I guess so. the thing is, the depth really going to be tested when it does come to finals, because yeah, now there are a, a couple of injuries like Griffiths and um, and Naboot, um, but there's also going to be some you know Socceroos duties, um, you know, going through their squad as well. So it's um, yeah, it's. it's, it's it's fair to say it's going to be a, a test for them. That's why they didn't need these injuries because they're already getting uh, probably going to get uh, whacked around more than most by uh, by international uh, call ups. At least at least the Ollie Roos are, are staying around for finals reportedly. So that's some cold com- That's some comfort. But there's uh, not too many teams in the, in the A League that you can make six changes to your starting eleven and still put on a team on the park that's probably better than six teams in the league. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Fair point. Very fair point. Um, on the Adelaide United side of the coin, there they obviously had a pretty pretty poor loss in that that city game, but uh, snapped a five game winless streak with a one nil win over Brisbane. Uh, good win on the score sheet. They just um, they look slightly freer without Tommy Urich, don't they, Dan? Mm, yeah, obviously, we, and we talked about it a bit in the past. Um, you know, Yankee's an important focal point to have up front. I still think they can play. Like together, like I think Yuri is okay to to play there. It's just when they yeah they go with him instead of. I just think I just think they look yeah better structurally with um uh yeah playing uh playing Yengi or or a Toure next to uh, uh next to Yuri. But that's all right. Um, he, he's out. I think he's out for a couple of weeks. I'm not I'm not clear on his timeline, but he's. Uh, uh, they've got a game tomorrow night, and he and Yuri's still not in the match day squad. So we'll see probably Yengi up up front again. And um, uh, Goodwin's uh, got back into a little bit of form, um, scoring that sort of that wide angle goal, linking up with Yankee um, mm. as well. Um, he'd sort of he actually gone a few um, w- without scoring, so it was good to see him sort of you know back uh, back on the score sheet because he hit the ground running when he came back into the league. It's just a bit of a leaner patch the last uh, sort of you know sort of month or so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Joey C, our boy, Mister Mister Pen on thirty nine minutes, Dalianov, what a save! 
Just think. Yeah, and it's good to see Delianov back as well. Um, this was his second start back. He also, um, his comeback game was the the city um, for for one result. It's pretty pretty tough having your first game back after a couple of months off versus Melbourne City on the road. Um, but that um, no, was good. He's yeah saved the penalty and uh, really it's sort of gone a long way to getting them all three points against Brisbane. Yeah, they can um those Adelaide keepers aren't bad at saving pens this season, right? Yeah, um, Gauchy had to win a game. Yeah, he's out for the rest of the season though, Joe Gauchy. Um, but I think it's actually not clear because he, he did hurt himself in the warm up. I'm not sure who was slated to to start that game against Melbourne City, whether oh. it was Delianov or Gauchy. But he actually he cooked his quad in the warm up of the game, and he's out oh. for the season. I'd oh, be right. surprised if. Yeah, that's a good point. I would be. That's interesting because I don't know if I you think, would. I think the chatter was that Delianov was going to take the okay. spot back. So they were going to. Yeah, they were going to go with like with him, but. We never got to see. We never got to see them both in the same match day squad. I'm, I'm pretty sure Gauchy was on the bench for the City game, but that's because they were literally interstate. They would have only travelled with two keepers. Yeah. Um, but yeah. uh, Brizzy hanging on to the uh, final spot by the skin of their teeth. They do have a game in hand uh, on the teams around them, uh, but uh, they didn't need this loss. They also didn't need the nil nil. They needed to probably win against Central Coast at home the other day as well. So. Um, for a team that we thought looking as likely to finish second, looking likely to finish second, all of a sudden they're uh, they're really in the scrap now. Mm. Their next game is against um, Newey though, um, so that I mean that that should help. So that even, though three points, yeah. even though it's on the road, they sh- I mean if they're serious about finals, they've got to be picking up three points against Newey. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably the least intimidating, uh, <laughs> least intimidating road trip at the moment, isn't it, to uh, McDonald Jones Stadium? Uh, speaking of road trips to McDonald Jones Stadium, Central Coast desperately needed to get three points and and did it thanks to probably the softest penalty of the season, Clark. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> that's all you can really say. It was uh, pretty soft, but yeah. sometimes when you're looking for a result and you're not in the best bit of form sometimes you get a little little hand and you put it away and I think after they took the lead there I think again Central Coast weren't at their best but they dug in and they they, they held firm enough against a bottom of the ladder side and to get it done in a derby so you sort of you don't let's never speak of this again yeah take the point and move on yeah. did we did pre-season did we have Matt Simon for 10 goals in 2021 no. no, we had no. Didn't we didn't have him for ten starts. We, we <laughs> I, I, I didn't have CCM even finishing the season. Um, <laughs> that, but we, Daniel Bowman, like, mate, mate, like you've been all right. You've been you played a role, but his teammates they would be giving him that much shit about that for the rest of his. As long as he's in that dressing room, they will never let him forget that. What, what for winning three points? For the for the for the little oh god he he's you know I'm all for a bit of a mayo but mate he, that I don't was, think his teammates were giving too much shit for like you know like it was a soft penalty but like he won it and they won the game one nil a win they desperately have I reckon I don't think they'll give him too much shit I reckon there'll be pats on the back frankly more <laughs> more uh, I was maybe Dan but I'd be more around the uh, the uh, artistic performance that went into. Uh, Receiving that penalty—that—that <laughs> that was what I was uh, hinting at, my friend. I call it creative athleticism. Yeah, that's what. Uh, this is a good retort that could be used by Daniel Bowman, for example. So, <laughs> um, I was just thinking about this game actually. So, um, 
do you reckon that uh, like the Central Coast Mariners fans with long memories might have brought uh, wooden spoons to wave at Roy O'Donovan? Oh, oh shit! I didn't. See, I actually didn't see that. But like, they fucking should have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, they, no, they. I don't think they did. But yeah, it's. It just. It, it reminded me of uh, like um, O'Donovan going from CCM to Newcastle and then bringing the wooden spoon, yeah, and waving it at him. So uh, the, 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 the thing with that is that the, the um the. Central Coast fans have probably got a lack of um, faith in the Melbourne victory being able to stave off. Um, the Newcastle Jets at the state is not late enough in the season. There's still four games to go for each team to sort of. I don't um, think they could lock Newey in for the wooden spoon just yet. I'd have been going for it. <laughs> oh, of course. I, I think you got to go for it. But Central Coast fans are just too used to sort of being down that bottom half. They they need to develop that pettiness. You know, they just that you know when we're talking about holding grudges last week, it's they're just you know they're looking like their first finals campaign in in seven seasons or something yeah, like that. You just right. got to start bringing the pettiness back in because mm. that'll just drive you. Just right. just get petty. Mark yes. it down as a missed opportunity. That's right. That's um, right. Actually, Rudy. The last game of the season um, on the 1st of June, Central Coast versus – actually, it's not the last game. I think it's the second last game, uh, Central Coast versus Newcastle um, at Gosford. There we go. There we go. It's happening. Fire spoons out of the fucking cannon. Will any Newey – other than Todd, will any Newey fans actually make the journey down to Gosford? Uh, nah, I think they will. I think they will. I think, they will. I think it's an You're F3. You'd like always go to the F3, right. wouldn't you? And, right. and we know that, that Newey, they, and they'll, they'll cop it on the chin too, um, but we know that it is a loyal fan base. Um, yeah, they'll, they'll turn up. I'm putting, um, I'm putting right. out the call. I'm putting out the call to CCM fans. Newcastle fans, you know I love you. You know I love your club, but for CCM fans, I think you've got to do it. You've got to this, do it. It's about Roy O'Donnell. Marvin's going to have, have really. a pack of spoons and just throw them at, at the away <laughs> support. <laughs> yeah, you've got to do it for Roy O'Donnell. Uh, all right. Uh, one more to talk about. MacArthur 3, Melbourne Victory 1. Um, yeah. Okay. Great. We'll see you next week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is clearly the last game on the run sheet for a reason. I mean, yeah. we've made our thoughts known on both clubs um, quite Quite strongly. Was it, was um, it um, at one stage, Dan? Was it you saying that at one stage they were second with a goals difference of negative one? At the point when Cam Sober scored that goal, Macarthur on the live ladder were were second, and when Cam Sober scored, their their goals difference for the season was was negative one. Yeah, so Derby should score the late goal, so now they're they're even it, and and since then as well, there've been results that have um, slid them back down the ladder. But yeah, for a, for a stage mid game, they were fucking sitting second with negative one. Mm. That's uh, fuck that's that stuff. That's yeah, <laughs> exactly. So that's I mean, that's a ball in full effect. In full effect, indeed. Um, as you said, Clark, them getting to Villa next year should at least make them a bit more exciting, and, and hopefully we have more to chat about them next season. Because um, I, yeah, I'd love to talk about them, but they're just they haven't. They're not. Uh, they're just not. They're that boring. Yeah, they're boring. They're boring. Melbourne victory are no good. So unfortunately, it's just relegated to last on the, on the run sheet, and that's that's all we've got to say about it, really. I like um, the relegation like reference in there. It's yeah, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> just always just always prodding. Yeah, always, <laughs> always prodding. That's right. Uh, so I think that's going to do it for us, fellas. What do you reckon? All good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, sure. Cool. We're, okay, so, we're sorry to our, we're sorry to our hordes of our legions of well. What would you call them? A herd. The herd of MacArthur fans out there. 
every week they tune in and be like, oh, look, we had a win this week. Maybe they'll be a bit up on us. Nah, we scored sorry. three goals. They scored three <laughs> goals. To be fair, Derbyshire's goals were very, very nice. And Meredith, like, well, you had the chip, goal. but like uh, Dylan Ryan, the first one. <laughs> Dylan Ryan's model enemy, gravity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. All right. Uh, yeah, let's <laughs> let's wrap that up there, fellas. Uh, I've been your host, Rudy Etzel. Been joined by Andrew Clark. Cheers, Rudy. And Fisher. Thank you, Rudy. Alloy. Thanks, Rudy. See you next week. 